Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, and today I want to discuss the basics of taking a high IRA hardship distribution. So a lot of people don't realize that when it comes to taking distributions from an IRA, unlike a 401k, you do not need any type of triggering event. You can essentially take an IRA distribution anytime you want. The IRS does not uh, basically state that you can take a distribution. However, they do impose potential taxes and penalties when a distribution is taken. In general, for a traditional IRA, someone who takes a distribution prior to the age of 59 and a half will owe tax and a 10% additional penalty on the amount of the distribution. In the case of a Roth IRA, there uh, could be tax and a 10% penalty on any of the earnings of the Roth IRA contributions. However, if a distribution is taken after the age of 59 and a half with a pre-tax IRA, there's simply just tax due and not a 10% additional tax. In the case of a Roth IRA, if the Roth IRA distribution is considered qualified, meaning it's the person's over the age of 59 and a half and the IRA, Roth IRA has been open at least five years, there's no tax. So those are the basic rules when it comes to IRA distributions. Uh, of course, when you hit 70 and a half with a traditional IRA, you have to take what's called a required minimum distribution. And that basically is the IRS making you take into income a little bit of your IRA amount each year. Generally comes up to about 3 or 4% of your total each year. Roth IRAs, there is no RMD requirement. So, you know, in summary, that's basically how the distribution framework works for IRAs. However, there are exceptions to having to pay the 10% additional tax. Under Section 72T, as in Thomas, the Internal Revenue Code, the IRS outlines several categories of exceptions that come into play for someone looking to take an IRA distribution that falls into certain categories of exceptions. Basically, these categories are what's called hardships, meaning there's personal or economic uh, situations that merit uh, the uh, taking of a distribution, and the IRS will be somewhat lenient and just charge you tax on that distribution and not the 10% additional tax because of the circumstances involved. I'm going to basically go through a bunch of the major hardship distributions pursuant to uh, Internal Revenue Code Section 72T. Um, some of these may come in handy. Hopefully, you don't need to ever take a hardship distribution. You can hopefully let your retirement money grow. That's the whole point of it. It's, it's take advantage of the tax savings to tax deferral where your IRA grows without tax. That's the beauty of retirement savings. That's what the IRS is encouraging everyone to do. But unfortunately, life happens, and occasionally we uh, need to take distributions for particular situations. So the first one is when you are over the age of 59 and a half. Clearly, you don't have to pay that 10% additional tax. Number two, when an IRA distribution is made to a beneficiary of the IRA owner in the case of death, there is no 10% tax on, on that uh, distribution. Three, disability. Unfortunately, it does happen. People become disabled. Uh, you have to furnish proof of, uh, of what's called a substantial gainful activity where, where you cannot perform any, any substantial gainful activity because of the physical or mental condition. You need to get a physician to determine that. And, and basically, the physician has to sign off that the condition can be expected to result in death or a long, continued, indefinite duration. So it's something you'd have to provide the custodian. You can't just make up and say, I'm disabled. You really need proof because now you're, you're taking money out of the IRS's pocket. So they're going to want to make sure that you, you are actually disabled. Four, uh, there's something called substantial equal periodic payments. This is basically like an annuity 
basically you're telling the IRS, okay, I'm going to take in a little bit of my IRA until uh, I reach 59 and a half. Um, and it basically follows a table. Um, generally, it follows a, uh, a life expectancy uh, or joint life expectancy table. And it, you can't take it all in, unfortunately, but you can take in a, a percentage until you hit 59 and a half or five years, whatever's less. And you can take the money out just subject to tax, no 10% penalty. Uh, it's somewhat popular. I've had a bunch of clients do uh, substantial equal periodic payments in order to get around the 10% penalty, uh, something you may want to consider, but you are stuck into that uh, schedule over the period of years till you hit 59 and a half. So uh, something to be aware of. Uh, qualified first-time home buyer, unfortunately, it's just 10,000 bucks. So uh, if it's you and a spouse, it's 10,000 each. Now it needs to be for a first-time home buyer, which means basically uh, you're looking at something where you haven't had a home over the last uh, two years. Um, it needs to be for uh, acquisition costs, like costs of buying, building, or rebuilding a home, uh, financing costs as well. Um, it's for the IRA holder, spouse, child, grandchild, uh, or spouse's parent. Um, basically, again, you're stuck at 10000 bucks. And you basically cannot have had a, a main home for the two years uh, ending on the date of the acquisition. So it's really for first-time home buyers or someone who hasn't had a, a home in a while in the last few years. Um, and again, you're stuck at ten grand. It could help, obviously, with with down payments, uh, mortgages, things like that. But in most instances, no one's uh, people aren't able to buy a home for for ten or twenty thousand dollars. So it could help. It's, it saves a little bit of the additional ten percent penalty. But you're stuck at the ten grand. I, I wish it would go up a little higher. But again, the IRS is trying to make sure people keep their money in their IRA. They're not. They don't want to encourage people to take distributions. That's why these rules are so strict and and. Uh, basically very limited is because they only want people to get around this 10% penalty under very strict circumstances because they don't want people raiding their IRAs each time something comes up. Higher education costs is another one. Uh, you basically, if you can show it's for qualified higher education expenses, uh, basically any credit, public non-profit, post-secondary institution, tuition, fees, books, supplies, equipment, uh, for the enrollment of attendance of a student is eligible uh, based off the institution. Um, also includes expenses for special needs services. So that, that's a nice thing. Um, obviously, it must be for the IRA holder or spouse or children, grandchildren. Um, and you, you save on the 10% tax, which is, which is really nice if, if, you can, if it's for qualified higher education costs. Um, you, one thing to consider is... Um, you should include the expenses paid for any tax-free distributions from a Coverdale or scholarship fellowships or Pell Grants. It's really for out-of-pocket out of expenses for the education expense. Note, this exception does not apply to 401ks, only IRA. So it's, it's a nice hardship IRA uh, distribution exemption. Health insurance premiums. Um, if an um, IRA holder, if he lost uh, his job, her job, and there's unemployment compensation paid under any federal or state law for 12 consecutive weeks because of a loss of job. Uh, and there, there was a distribution during either the year, the unemployment compensation, or the following year. You can get around the 10% uh, additional tax. you got to pay tax on it, but not 10% penalty. 
and the distribution cannot be received later than 60 days after re being reemployed. So it's, it's there in that interim period where you're kind of stuck looking for a job. It's, it's certainly helpful. I know a bunch of clients that have unfortunately had to take advantage of this. Um, you do save the 10%. Uh, you don't get the money free in the traditional IRA setting, but you save the 10%. Next one's unreimbursed medical expenses. This is for someone where the expense is um, you know, minus 10% or 7.5% of the IRA holder or spouse was born before 1952 of the adjusted gross income of the year of the distribution. So you basically can only take in uh, unreimbursed medical expenses that would be included in uh, Schedule A of the 1040. You don't have to itemize, but um, it's essentially you know, they want to make sure that these are expenses that you would have had to put on your return on Schedule A. Um, again, the amount paid for the unreimbursed medical expenses during the year of the distribution minus 10% of the adjusted gross income for the year of the distribution. 7.5% if born before 52. So uh, they're trying to, again, give you some, some assistance in paying these uh, unreimbursed medical expenses that you had to endure. Um, you, there, there is uh, a way to get around the 10% tax. Again, this exception doesn't apply to 401ks, only IRAs. So that's pretty good. Uh, if you have an IRS levy, uh, the IRA, you owe the IRS money and they've uh, levied you, you can pay it off with an IRA distribution and get around the 10% tax. So that's a nice thing. And for a qualified reservist, someone who's uh, post 9-11 in the military or in reserve, can get that money uh, without the 10% penalty. Again, the rules are limited. These what's called so-called hardship distributions. They're there to help people. They don't. IRS does not want to encourage people to just take distributions at any point. It's really to encourage people uh, to save, but obviously life happens and sometimes people need to take distributions. So the IRS is letting people do so and, and not have to endure that 10% additional tax. Tax would be due because it's traditional IRA, but no additional tax. Um, and they do come in handy, first-time home buyers. Uh, I've had a lot of clients do the substantial equal periodic payment under 72T, um, even for unreimbursed medical expenses. Um, it, it, it helps. Um, health insurance premiums, um, and of course, uh, qual qualified higher education costs are quite popular too. So uh, something to consider, you should talk to a tax advisor or give us a call if you have further questions, 800-472-0646, Anna Bergman, IRA Financial. Hope you, you enjoyed the uh, podcast on uh, basic rules of self-directed IRA, hardship distributions, the ins and outs. And until next time, uh, thanks for listening.